This is the Milo Sweet Podcast, where you learn to be resourceful, find quick and clever ways to overcome life's challenges, and guess what? Achieve more with less. Use what you have to get where you're trying to go. Learn to do difficult. And for excuses, get rid of them. I mean, all of them. They're dead to me. Let's go. Before we get started, I need your help. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, review, and share. You really like the show? Want to put your money where your mouth is? Click donate. I would love your support. Okay, full disclosure before this episode started, I did not see any videos. I just read a couple articles before I made this episode so just keep that in mind I did watch a video I usually don't watch videos um, when it has violence or anything in it it's just for me it's a little disturbing um, and it takes a long time for me to move on by move on I just mean be able to like function in your normal routines not move on over the incident so I accidentally watched it because as you scroll through the news it just auto plays and I was completely disturbed I am heartbroken that this family had to experience that I really am and I mean it takes you back to a lot of things I don't know it just takes you all the way back you always think of yourself if you experience things like that because it's like it takes you all the way back to that so um, this was made from the context of more of a philosophical view and trying to figure out what is this a one-time thing basically and what do we need to do to change the way we're thinking because our thought patterns really affect where we are so all right that is all i just wanted to let you know that's the context in which it was made so that nothing could get misconstrued um because i know how things happen nowadays you say one thing and it spirals to something else and that's not what i meant um completely heartbroken that this family had to experience this and um yeah I just I I just couldn't imagine as a 15 year old um dealing with those kind of things and it's just so public now it's just I don't know that's just heart I'm heartbroken all right that's all well not that's all listen to the episode okay (laughs) Hey guys. Okay, so we're going to talk about Soho Karen. Hey. And the other girl, Hilaria. Hillary. Uh, somebody Baldwin's wife. Yeah, Mr. Baldwin's wife. Yes. Okay. He sometimes plays on Saturday Night Live. He's like an older guy who has a younger, you know, little cutie. <clears throat> and basically, I think these kind of things are related and they're not. So first off, they're not related. I don't think the people know the people, you know, in each story with Soho Karen and with Hilaria. I think it's Alec Baldwin. <laughs> I did it. I remembered the name and I think I said it correctly. I'm going to just going to clap for myself because I felt really good about that. I shouldn't. I should have accomplished that a long time ago because this is like my hundred and something episode. But the truth is I didn't. Okay. Sometimes progress is slow, but you should celebrate each win. Okay. So Soho Karen, I'm going to give like a really small synopsis. If you really want to know the in-depth and 
line upon line, precept upon precept, you're going to have to read it yourself. Just that's not my style unless I feel like it's super, super, super important to telling the story. I do think it is important, but I also think that people should read it themselves. There's a lot of information out there and I think it's important. So basically, a father and a son were at a hotel and uh, the son had his iPhone out or a phone. I think it was an iPhone. And Soho Karen, which has been given her name because this was in New York, thought the phone was hers. And she proceeded to take the phone and basically kind of treat the boy like he stole her phone and she wanted to receive a video evidence that he took it. Turns out her phone was left in an Uber or some kind of like ride share, like a Lyft service. And it was returned to her by the Uber driver or the car driver. Okay. Uh, some of this was filmed and recorded and it showed evidence that she was the one assaulting the teenager. So the father's son and it was kind of scary because she was accusing him of theft and uh, it looks I'm not sure what Soho Karen's race is I'm not sure but it kind of looks like she's either mixed or she is um white I I kind of didn't actually I didn't really look that hard I assumed she was white because of the name but that's not really fair I really don't know it doesn't really matter in this case to me her race because regardless of her race she mistreated someone and she made an assumption that was not cool and not fair to him at all so then we have hilaria whose name is really hillary who's been saying that she's a girl from spain and she moved to the u.s when she was 19 she's married to alec baldwin i think that's his name i think it is you can fact check me but i think you can and i'm gonna it's gonna turn out that i pronounce it right because i've gotten some feedback on my pronunciation on the show a lot of times you guys just make fun of me which is totally fine it is what it is okay so Basically, she's been lying, saying that she's a Spanish-speaking girl. Well, I think she does speak Spanish. Or she was on, like, on an episode of a TV show. And she's like, uh, how do you guys say it in English? And then the host said cucumbers. So she acted as if she couldn't say cucumbers. Okay. The internet has gone crazy with this. First off, I just want to keep in mind that she just recently had a baby. It is a pandemic, whether people understand that or not so really be thoughtful of that because people can be really fragile when they they have a baby and with the whole internet attacking a lie that they said it sounds like to me that she lied I could be wrong but I don't know how else to perceive it um <clears throat> you know because I didn't do like a whole bunch of research I read a couple headlines and read one story and I was like that's all I could give it but I think I felt like I read enough to <laughs> to make a podcast about it. That's how I do my research, guys. I'm just kidding. I, as I said before, do your own research. I'm just, I'm not even really trying to highlight the topic from that perspective. But basically, she came out saying that she's just a white girl and she, you know, she speaks Spanish. People call her Hilaria, Hilaria, whatever. And her uh, <clears throat> family and that her name is... Like, you know, she goes by Hillary or, or whatever, but it turns out she grew up in Boston. She was born and raised there, it sounds like. And she's really from, like, Ireland and England, and there's a lot of different races in her family. So this is what I started to think. Okay, is there, like, a culture of... Okay, so then Alec Bowen got on and said some... Like I said, I read the headlines, like, Twitter's evil, or just he just made statements that really just didn't say, wow, I'm so sorry we lied. I think that's the other part. If you lie, someone called... <clears throat> Hilaria, excuse me for this. I just ate a. <laughs> if you listen to my previous episode, you know right now, not the previous one, but a previous episode that I have a like a sugar cookie. I figured out how to make some gluten 
free vegan sugar cookies. And they're super simple and super yummy and they're full of healthy ingredients and sugar, <clears throat> but they're pretty yummy. So I'm, I just had one <clears throat> and it like tickles your throat a bit. So I have to keep <clears throat> doing that and it's kind of annoying. So sorry about that. But anyway, the point that I was trying to make was I started, so, oh, so Alec Baldwin basically just didn't admit it. Like, it's like no one's really admitting it. I think it would come out really strong. She did admit it, but it's like with explanation that is not just saying, man, I lied about it. It was convenient. Um, it was a persona. Like, Paris Hilton said that. Like, I just was someone else. I got paid to be someone else, and it worked. And I feel like that's easier to digest. Now, should I, do I think she should be trolled? I, I, actually, I don't know. The truth is, I, I don't, I don't really know. Because I feel like it takes a lot of energy for me to troll somebody I don't know. I mean, that I don't, I have zero investment in anything they do. So I, I don't know. So I, would I spend my energy that way? Probably not. But should she be held, like, I guess what I wonder is, like, would you be held accountable? And would you have come to this on your own? It's like the spouse that finds out that admits they're cheating versus found out they're cheating. So it's like if she came forth and just said, hey, I'm a white girl, it's like people are going <laughs> to, people will perceive that differently than someone finding out about it. You're admitting to parts of it and then you're kind of denying it. Then you're off Facebook and Twitter and whatever other books, right? I don't know what, where she posted it on some media site. <clears throat> so it kind of made me think like, is there a certain amount of money that allows you to be able to get away with the lie or see lies differently? It made me think about the a cheating scandal where it's like it was a culture she one of the girls olivia jade i think that's her name she was on jada pinkett's wait a minute let's stop for a second should jada pinkett have hilaria or i mean hillary on the show i just want to know now let me go back to what i was trying to say so it, is it like a culture thing where you feel like you have a certain amount like a rich thing where a lie isn't a lie right like a lie just isn't a lie because neither one of them um Alec or Hillary could come clean and say, yeah, you know, you guys are overreacting more than we think. But I guess I just wonder, like, why would you spend that much time living and making money off that lie? Why not just it's like there's two sides to that coin. So when I thought about the cheating scandal, Olivia Jade um, confessing and saying that it was just normal to like buy your way into college. So everyone else did it. So it made me think about that. So then I kind of looked, thought about the Soho Karen thing was that is she predisposed to thinking that a black person would lie? And so I got curious and I found this little research um, that said white people show racial or race bias when judging deception. This is the first thing I saw. I just wanted to know how you could perceive a liar and, and who is normally deceived. And this is kind of what came up. So blame the Internet. I don't want to make everything about race, but looks like, you know, Google is making it about race. I use StartPage and StartPage uses Google. If you want to keep all your searches private, you go to startpage.com. Okay, so when making judgments about who is lying and who is telling the truth, this is from Science Daily and it's called White People Show Race Bias When Judging Deception. When making judgments about who is lying and who is telling the truth, new research shows that white people are more likely to label a black person as a truth teller compared with a white person, even though their spontaneous, meaning their automatic default behavior indicates the reverse bias, which means in this controlled setting or in whatever setting they were doing the research in, they were able to label a black person a truth teller. But then when their automatic default kicked in, they really didn't feel that way. They, they actually did the opposite. So it made me think about that because I was like, why are 
would Soho Kim just not believe that the boy said he doesn't have it? Like, when do you just believe someone's word? I know that we have to test people's word out, but it's like, if what what could he have done to show her that it wasn't her phone? Also, if it's his phone, why does he have to prove it's not his phone? So it's like this weird little area. It's like, okay, why didn't you just believe him? That's not your phone. And go on. And then why do you feel like you have the right to put your hands on someone or to assault them or to come and attack them? I mean, there's so many angles to that, that just watching that, I just don't even think I would have reacted the way the parents reacted. I'm pretty chill when it comes to things myself, but a totally different person comes out when I'm with my kids. If you are, if you're threatening me and my kids, I'm just going to keep it real. I'm not going to deal with that. That's not, that's not how I roll at all. I think if you're wise enough to come roll up to me, then I'm going to hold you accountable. And that's just how it's going to happen. Um, so in our research, we documented that white perceivers actually selected the truth response more for black targets. I don't like the word target, but targets when white targets in a lie detection task, suggesting that they are overcorrecting for their anticipate racial bias. So that's a suggestion. I don't know if that's actually proven. Explains E. Page Lloyd of Miami University, lead author on the research. Critically, though, when white perceivers could not easily control their responses, I'm not sure how they could determine that. We observed clear evidence of anti-black bias, she adds. In other words, white perceivers initially showed an impulse to call blacks liars, but then overcorrect for this later in the judgment response. Despite the importance of being able to distinguish honesty from deceit, considerable considerable research shows that we are incredibly bad at making this judgment in general. People typically show a so-called truth bias, erring on the side of caution and assuming that the colors did it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that people are more likely to be telling the truth. But does, this, but does this truth bias hold for people of different races? Lloyd and colleagues conducted a series of experiments to find out. In three related experiments, the researchers randomly assigned white participants to watch a set of videos in which black and white college students described their acquaintances. The participants saw each of the individuals in the videos twice. In one case, the individual was lying. In the other case, he was telling the truth. For each video, the participant determined whether the student was telling the truth or a lie. After watching all the videos, they completed a survey measuring the extent to which internal lies reasons it, it is important to my self-concept to be non-prejudiced towards black people and intrinsic reasons I act in a non-prejudiced uh, way toward black people because I want to avoid disapproval from others motivated them to respond without prejudice the results from all these experiments were clear. Participants were more likely to identify the black students in the videos as truth tellers compared with white students and motivations to respond without prejudice seemed to be the primary driver of this truth bias. Data from another experiment indicated that both black and white participants showed this truth bias for black individuals. However, motivations to respond without prejudice only played a role in predicting white participants responses together these experiments provide consistent evidence for truth bias in white participants explicit judgments about black individuals but would their spontaneous behavior also show this bias and 
As in previous studies, Lloyd and colleagues asked a group of white participants to make judgments about deception. But this time, the researchers also recorded their participants' eye movements. Underneath each video, a truth response box and a lie response box appeared. Participants determined the appropriate response in each video and clicked on the corresponding box. Again, participants' um, deliberative judgments, the response box they clicked showed a larger truth bias when the individual in the video was black as compared to white. But their eye movements told a different story. They were faster to look at the lie box when the person in the video was black compared to when he... He was white. This finding is important because many real-world lie detection judgments are made under time pressure or in less than ideal circumstances such as fatigue and distraction, where the ability to correct for an initial impulse is not possible, says Lloyd. And all these findings shed light on important aspect on an important aspect of social interactions, particularly those between people from different racial groups. Americans, and especially white Americans, often struggle to understand and consider their potential role in creating and enacting pre prejudice. Some people deny the existence of racial prejudice, while others work hard to avoid expressing anti-black attitudes. Understanding situations in which prejudice correction attempts are successful are unsuccessful and as we observe in our work are even counterproductive it's important in context ranging from policing to classrooms to juries it is necessary to better understand when and how prejudice is likely to be to impact consequential even life or death decisions or trust okay so why did I bring this up I think it was important because I feel like there is some kind of norm that's allowed for you to make a decision that someone else did you wrong without really having proof. And then for you to gather and rally up all these other people to say that they were done wrong and you don't have the proof. Now, I'm talking about this isolated incident. Those same words could be used in a different context for different people, for a different group. I'm not getting into that right now. But I am saying is that why is it okay? Why is it okay for you to, I mean... <sighs> get the benefits of, of being a Spanish woman and then not even just come clean about it. I don't want to make the lady feel bad or whatever, but I think you should be accountable for your words, you know? And I think, you know, how do you go up to a kid and not, you know, it's just crazy to me. Go up to a kid, assume that they have something of yours. You don't even ask. You're assuming because the way that you're treating them was the intention that you're going to get it back. And so that's a very different to say, Hey, I lost my phone. It looks like that. Do you have it? Or, hey, I'm looking for a phone. Is that your phone? I mean, you could literally just look up who's registered. I mean, you could even just look at a scroll of text messages. I'm not saying he even had to do that. But I'm saying there's so sim so many simple ways to diffuse a situation that if you truly wanted to find your phone, you don't have to go about it that way. And no, if it's your phone, you're in no obligation to show someone your phone. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying from her perspective, it didn't sound like she wanted to solve the situation um, or really find her phone she wanted to find that that phone was hers and why do we not believe truth when we hear it is it because of how the person looks so is there some way like could someone else else have gotten away with saying that they were Spanish like there was another white lady who said that she was black Rachel Dolezal or whatever and it was like it just was believed I, I don't know I, I I haven't had that experience where if I said a lie it's just going to be believed I, I've seen not that I've done that to try to get people to believe a lie but it's just 
I don't have that preconceived notion. I tell the truth and then I'm still vetted to see like, is that true? I don't know. So I, I wonder, and I wonder if this, this study really sheds light on it. I actually don't know if it does, if it's connected or not, but I did find it interesting that I was trying to get understanding about why is this happening? Like what is going on with this? Because I think that it, it's a first off this is not going to get solved overnight and second off no one can solve it on their own so it's more uh lots of conversations lots of discussions and asking the really tough questions and holding people accountable so should soho karen be held accountable sure she's she's she should because it really could have gone really really bad for this boy really really bad and the fact that it didn't is i'm so glad to hear that but it's also like you should be held accountable you can't just go treating people like that but why is, you know, why are you, it's almost like she's get, given a slap on the wrist for telling a, a lie. And I'm not saying that she is, but it's just the way that she's being treated. It's not even how she treated him. And he was telling the truth. And then even for, you know, Hilaria or Hillary, it's like, what is the, you know, the perspective of how they're viewing a lie is that it's not a big deal. Twitter's react, overreacting. Maybe Twitter is overreacting, but you did spend 19 years or I don't know how old she is, 30, whatever. You spent all this, all this time lying. I don't know how long it's been years. You, you're lying about your birthplace, you're benefiting. And you know, I mean, that's a daily lie. You're keeping up that lie daily. So you need to be accountable for that. And I think True accountability comes when you actually realize what you did was wrong and you you don't want to do that anymore. Even with Soho Karen, she said that they assaulted her, which if there was no video, that probably would have been believed. Does anyone know about Emmett Till? He was, you know, <laughs> I mean, he was lied on, basically. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. So I don't know. I think you know, that's not okay. And then I also don't think it's okay to overcompensate for it. I know that sounds, some people are going to be against that, but I don't think that's okay. I'm not going to overcompensate for something I naturally do. I'm just going to correct it because then it's just right. I'm not going to overdo it because I think you're going to miss something there too. You might have someone and you're not seeing all the markers that might indicate that that is a problem or you might be in a threatening situation because you're overcompensating. That sounds crazy to me. I'm not doing that. But I do think hold yourself accountable and check yourself and see why you're having these, you know, prejudices. Why is this happening and who are you more likely to believe and why? I think it's okay to work on something, but I don't think... I think it's just getting it dialed in just right. I really do think that matters because in each situation and circumstance, it's going to change. Okay, so what are your views on Soho Karen? Hilaria, did I make a weird connection? Did that work for you? You think I'm just digging for nothing? I might be. I really might be. But I thought it was interesting that it came up. And I thought, huh, maybe there is a connection with that. I don't know, though. I just was like, how can you just be okay lying like that and benefiting? And it made me feel like I don't think this is the you have to understand people are like the five people there around. So I don't think this is just your individual family. There has to be a culture that allows you to feel like it's OK. And even when the whole world calls you out on Twitter, you feel like y'all tripping. I mean, so it has to be to me more than that. Now, do I think I mean, I, I made a podcast about it, but I don't think I don't think you should troll her and just like I think she should be held accountable. I don't know the. I don't really don't know like the right way, but I do think that back to a more serious thing, I'm using these stories for context to say, should we allow that? Like, even when you see that some, 
one is mistreated and they're a kid and maybe their parent isn't there are they being treated fairly because I've seen that I've heard people say yeah I want to help you know I want to know what's going on I want to you know I don't want my kids to be racist and stuff but it's just like really more of it it's like treating people right and when you see people are not treated right are you advocating for them it's really that simple and learning more about why you make decisions how you make them and if you want to get more perspective in your life on a consistent basis it's really not like this super complex thing part of it is just being aware of what's going on and being responsible for what you know making decisions and really thinking about how people are treated so if you see someone being mistreated is making sure you are willing to maybe stand up or hold accountable now I'm not saying get yourself involved in some mess because some stuff uh you gotta be wise on how you handle it like I I, like I was saying this situation really didn't go how it could have gone so yeah what do you do you have any biases (laughs) racial bias do you feel like you're prejudiced towards one race or another I know you're probably not going to call in and give me or record a voice message about that but if you so choose it's anchor.fm slash the mile sweet podcast how do you think this should be handled do you think Karen Soho Karen should be charged I think she should I'm not gonna hold that back I just think like you don't come messing with people's kids I I definitely feel like if if it was an adult as well but it's like look I just I really, I want to say what I want as a black woman. I just want the right to chill and be left alone. Okay, whatever that means. So when I'm walking down the street, just don't ask me why I'm walking down the street again. I'm just walking down the street. Can people go back and forth, to and fro? (laughs) I'm not, if you read the Bible, usually you know that Satan's doing that. So I don't want to be like that, but you get what I'm trying to say. So I just, I really just want to be left alone. This guy is just trying to chill with his son and just want to be left alone. And... You know, I think Hillary should be given a little bit of grace because she has a baby. But I I definitely think she should be held 110% accountable for lying as well as taking opportunities from, you know, Spanish. Now, should we say like mean things about her and like drag her into the depths of the earth? No, I just think that's a waste of energy, but she should be held accountable. You know, and and they're more white roles. No. All right. Okay. well, I'm done with this one. And that's all. This episode is sponsored by HowToHomeschoolFromTheHeart.com. If you need help jumpstarting the homeschool process, want to become the best teacher that you know that you can be in just seven steps, download the PDF. HowToHomeschoolFromTheHeart.com is waiting for you today. All right, that's another episode in the books. Hello? Hello? I said, I said it's over. Why are you still listening? Like, seriously, the episode is over. If you're still listening right now, you know what? You're probably a chronic procrastinator. Guess what? I'm still listening to. Come on, for real, seriously. We gotta go do something productive. No, like, for real. No, for real, for real. Okay, you can keep listening. <laughs>